Hi folks, Nathan Pierce here. It is August 4th and welcome to the front line. We have uh, some great uh, principles to go through today. I want to first say thank you to Drew for filling in for me last week as I was out on vacation with my family. And uh, I want to mention a couple of things about that uh, in a bit. But first, uh, let you know that the legislature is still on break and they will be coming back in uh, just a couple of weeks, a little less than that, and we are going to be uh, ready when they come back because they will be jumping into action uh, with a whirlwind. So let's talk about a couple of things. Welcome to the front line with FPM, where we talk about California politics, homeschool freedom, parental rights, and the family. I'm your host, Nathan Pierce, and thanks for joining us today. Let's jump right in and see what's going on here on the front line. All right, the first thing I wanted to uh, talk about today is um, that one of the items that I was able to observe during our family's vacation this uh, last week is uh, a copy, one of the original copies of the uh, Declaration of Independence. And if you recall, our nation, uh, the United States, was, was separated from England. And as part of the process of that, uh, there were a number of representatives of the states, and then known as the 13 colonies. They got together, and in order to separate themselves from England, they decided to uh, write up and debate a declaration stating their reasons for their separation from England. And uh, basically, this document, the Declaration of Independence, is the result of that debate, that struggle, uh, arguments between various representatives of government from each of the colonies, at that point in time, those colonies were each a separate independent government and there was not really a, a, a universal unity in terms of them considering themselves as one nation. And when we think about the Declaration, we think of maybe some of the principles in the Declaration. We think of uh, the rights that, that are mentioned. Um, and I'm going to read a little bit from the Declaration because I think it's important. But the Declaration itself is a, the culmination of a lot of discussion among representatives from the colonies that throughout this period of them discussing why separate from England, they discussed these things and argued about them and wrestled with a lot of big issues. But when we think about the result of the work that they put into that declaration. We typically think about the separation itself and the, the, the conflict with England. And what we overlook sometimes, I think, is the unity that came out of this declaration, the unity between the colonies and the unity that resulted in them putting their names on this document that refers to the colonies not as 13 
individual separate colonies, but as 13 United States of America. That's the name of the document. At the top, it says the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. That's how they referred to themselves at the end of this struggle. So I think it's important for us to remember that our nation's charter, which is essentially what the, what the document is, is our nation's charter, is something that unified people. Even in the midst of conflict and separation, this document was unifying. And when we think about some of the things in here, I want you to consider for yourself what things in the Declaration matter to you. What things mean something to you. Um, I'm just going to read a couple of portions uh, from the Declaration. And uh, if you're interested, uh, there's obviously a place where you can go and look at the Declaration, the um, the imprint, uh, the carved copy in the National Archives is, is fascinating to see, but also in uh, a number of museums you're able to, to see copies of those uh, initial handwritten copies of the Declaration that were sent out to tell everybody what had just happened. And one of those copies is in the Huntington Library in Pasadena, California. And I would encourage you to check that out. Uh, there's other things there to see at the Huntington Library as well. Um, the Gutenberg Bible is, is a great thing to, to take a look at as well down there. But um, uh, that's something that our family has, has enjoyed. Uh, and, and we were just able to, to appreciate that this last week. And uh, I would encourage you to take a look at that and appreciate it yourself. But as we think about the Declaration, I want you to keep these, these concepts in mind of what is it that matters to you in terms of, of declaring independence or freedom, this foundational principle that our nation was, was built on is, is coming out of a lot of conflict during this time of, of, of revolution and upheaval in the original 13 colonies. But when we look at the people that were working through the issues in the document, they actually became more unified than they had been previously. And I think that's something that we can learn from today. So as I read these portions, think about which parts of this matter to you. And do you, do you engage in your life in protecting these freedoms in order to perpetuate them for future generations? Let's consider this. What do we appreciate today? What do we enjoy in terms of freedom on a day-to-day -day basis? In Congress, July 4th, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government. 
laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are most disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused his assent to laws the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be attained. He goes on and on, and many grievances are listed. After this long list of grievances, there is sort of a summary at the end and a statement. The men who signed the declaration ended with this. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress assembled, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions do in the name and by authority of the good people of these these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Now, I might mention that many of those men did give their lives and their fortunes to protect this freedom that they were pursuing for their nation. It is important for us to recognize that many since have given their lives, have given their fortunes to protect the freedoms that those men initially argued for and fought for and died for. So let's come to today. Today, looking at the freedoms that we have, the freedoms that we appreciate, the freedoms that we enjoy on a day-to-day basis, we often take those for granted. And we need to not do that. 
we must take those freedoms and recognize that they were fought for repeatedly and that today they are in just as much peril as they ever have been. And it falls upon us, this generation today, to be part of pledging our lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to defend the freedoms that so many have defended before us. So let's consider, what are the freedoms that you appreciate, that you enjoy? Is it perhaps as many throughout history have appreciated the the freedom to own a Bible, to read it for yourself, to to gather with others. Maybe it's freedom of assembly, Uh, perhaps to go to church and worship, Perhaps, uh, perhaps the freedom to homeschool or to raise your children in the way you see fit. Whatever freedom it is that you think of when you think of freedom worth defending, please consider what are you doing to engage to defend that freedom. Now, right now, today, it is uh, a time where our California state legislature is on break and they're not actually doing anything substantive right now because they are not in session, but they will be in just a matter of days. And when that happens, they will be very active in passing legislation that may impact those freedoms that you so dearly appreciate. So consider, what are you doing to pass on the freedom that you enjoy to your own children and to their children? There are things that you can take action on today that will have long-lasting impact. Perhaps you have not yet met your own legislators. Perhaps you have an opportunity to send a letter or to make a phone call or to drop in and visit your legislator in their district office or maybe even their staff to let them know that you live in their district and you care about freedom. They need to hear this from you because they are your representatives in this government that it is your responsibility and your right to participate in. So we're going to be talking a little bit more about this over the next few weeks. What is a Christian's role? What is our responsibility as citizens? What can we do to have an impact on the government that so often seems at odds with us and our ideas of freedom? But as we've read, governments are instituted among men to to protect freedoms. So let's consider our role in protecting those freedoms and how we can be engaged in that. Think about what freedoms that you have that you enjoy, maybe that you take for granted every day, but that you take advantage of every day and appreciate and perhaps need to appreciate more. Uh, As we go into the next few weeks, a few things, um, I will be uh, speaking to some homeschoolers on some of this topic at an event in Sacramento uh, that is being co-hosted by Chia and Scope 
on the 12th of August. So I would love to see you there if you're in town. Um, also, please know that we are teaching a government class. Um, I'm teaching a government class and it's uh, available uh, in person and online. We are pretty close to full on that class for this fall, but next year uh, we will be hosting the class again, uh, beginning in August and uh, we would love to see your students there. It's for high school students, juniors, and seniors. Um, it is open to all private homeschool students that are in their junior or senior year in high school. It's a very rigorous government and economics class, uh, but it will definitely uh, give you uh, training that other government classes may not give you in terms of uh, a understanding of government from a biblical worldview, as well as a insight and hands-on training for how to have an impact on our government today. So with that, I would like to end with a scripture of encouragement from Psalm chapter 100. Psalm 100 verses 3, 4, and 5. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. As we consider the freedoms that we enjoy today, let's also consider the generations that have fought for that freedom. But ultimately, we must understand first and foremost who those freedoms come from and who is giving us hope for each day, and that is God Almighty, because he, the Lord, is good. God bless you, and we'll see you again next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Frontline with FPM. For more information about the topics we discuss here, check out Family Protection Ministries at fpmca.org and subscribe to our channel.